Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Joining us on the Five Minute Talk Show hotline is a gentleman I've known for about a week and a half. You, you've seen him on I, Dude, I think, you're, I think you're stretching it there, bro. I think we're at about five days, so slow your roll. No marriage material yet. Anyway, Mind of Mencia, the Heartbreak Kid, our family wedding, the list goes on and on. Carlos Mencia, he'll be at the Irvine Improv Thursday night, 8 p.m., Friday, two shows, 7.30 and 10, Saturday, 7 and 10, Sunday, 7 p.m. Even though it's six shows, I guarantee you not one show will be even close to the same as the other. Am I right, Carlos? Um, but dude, it is so hard right now, bro. I have so much I have so much I want to talk about on stage. Like it just I I, I swear to God, I feel I feel like uh I, I feel like every every time I go on stage I'm a spider building a web. And it's like, no, I'm connected here. Oh, let me connect there. No, let me connect there. Oh, let me get connected there. Oh, I got a flower here. Oh, I got it. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm, I'm so, on the one hand, uh, agitated by the state of of people's minds right now in this country. Right. Their their state. It's just so. It's it's so it's weird. Crazy. I. It's not even weird. It's crazy. The white guilt. It's just the, like it's yeah. Just, right it's now. Unbelievable. It's it's crazy. It's it's all you know what it is. It, here's what it is, bro. Um, the way our president behaves, right? Because it's so um, abstract and unorthodox and not no, not the norm, and like by some people considered crazy, but others considered like, hey man, he's just being real. Right. That it has allowed crazy people, yep. like. On, on the edges to think like what they're feeling and thinking is normal. And, uh, you know, I just got to go out there and, and, and tap into that and kind of go, are you crazy? No, that's not normal. It has no. never been normal. They're, they're, they're cra- crazy people are crazy. You. I don't want to interrupt you though, but a guy like Beto O'Rourke to me is such a bad person to even have in a spotlight anywhere because the level of white guilt that he apologized and the level of male guilt for being a man and the level of here i made money so i have to be it's like dude stop apologizing it's like people need to stop apologizing and understand look there's a guy in the white house who's from new york city if you've ever been to new york it's like going into a restaurant a deli or anything else you gotta understand what you're dealing with people are comparing him to Barack Obama, they're comparing him to to George W. Bush. They can't, Carlos. This is a totally different type of person. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it, but you know, it was funny, dude. It's so funny that you bring that up because I was at a Starbucks yesterday, and uh, the, uh, the 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 barista said something, and then I made a comment to the barista. I was like, yeah, you want me to call you a barista, but come on, you make coffee. What are you told to tell your parents you make coffee? And he laughed and I laughed. And then the guy next to me goes, you're from New York, aren't you? And I went, I I understand what you're trying to say. And I'll take that as a compliment. Like, that's all that needed to be said. You know what I mean? He didn't say you're rude. He didn't say, I can't believe you said that. He did. He just goes, 
oh, you're from New York, right? I'm like, I, I get it. Just people that speak their mind, I understand. No, no matter, no matter what the consequences, it's normal people. Yeah, but that's not even the part that bothers me, or or that I get annoyed by. I get annoyed at the fact that, dude, I've been doing this a very long time, bro, and I have never, other than now, gotten to comedy clubs or to theaters, and 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 the per, the people selling the tickets are like, hey, man, we need to know. We're really sorry. Are you gonna do Trump jokes? Right. And I'm like, why are you asking? Because we got like, you know, 50 phone calls of people saying, and most of them were saying, look, we're coming no matter what, but I invited my mom and dad or I invited some friends or I invited whatever. And I don't think they really appreciate it if you did some, they did, if Carlos was going to do those jokes. So we just want to know before, like, you know, we piss them off. And dude, I've never, I've never, I've never had that before. Right. I've never, I've never had people call me up. Or, or, or call up and find out if I'm going to do jokes about anything. It's just well, I don't understand never been people, done before. People can't go about their daily lives. I mean, we had bad presidents, good presidents, presidents before, but it doesn't affect people's daily lives like it has now. Oh. And it's like, look, in according to years, history, bro, we, we actually had a gay president. <laughs> right. And a transvestite. No, I'm serious because somebody, somebody was doing a joke about all the presidents we've had. Right. And they went back, and I forgot who it was, but they were like, "Yeah, he had a he had a like a living male lover." I was like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" Yeah, but you would think that's that what I'm saying. It's like, come on, it's like the wheel has to keep turning, the machine's got to keep going. Don't stop just because you don't like someone. The whole beauty of this country is okay. You don't like it, you can make it different next time. It's just you know the wheel keeps moving, and I don't understand. Yeah, but nobody. But see, we're living in different times where everybody thinks. See, this is why we have so many shootings. Because everybody thinks the, the world is supposed to be perfect. Everybody thinks that the world is supposed to keep going perfectly and on track and everything goes. And, and you know what I mean? That's not the way it works. You and I know this. One day you're on top of the world, man. One day you're getting a promotion. And the next day you're not good enough. Or one day, one you're day Kevin the company Hart. is one expanding. Kevin, yeah. One day you're Kevin Hart and you're on top of the world and you get into a car accident. People have to appreciate each day. I mean, who had it more than Kevin, Carlos? I mean, you have a driver to try and avoid that situation and your driver messes up. Yeah. And I mean, you know, think about what's happened to him. Look, dude, you just don't have a clue, bro. A clue um, as to what's, you know, what's going to come. Just enjoy it. But that's my problem. People like people love to complain and let me tell you and that that's that's the beauty of coming to see me perform that we actually do jokes about real things, but within that structure of truth and reality, you realize how stupid some of the things that we worry about are. How idiotic, you know what I'm saying? It is to to to, to live in this perception of whatever the world is going to end. It's like you said, dude, we've had so many different types of these. We can't, we got over slavery, bro. Slavery. I mean, slavery. It doesn't dude, get worse that, than that. Like, you know? No, it, it, it can't, bro. And now we live amongst the people that, you know what I mean? And here's, dude, here's how crazy it is. You have people of African-American descent, descendants of slaves who are like, yeah, we shouldn't give reparations. Whether you agree or disagree, that's how far we've come. Yep. That even some black people are like, no, 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 no. We don't need that. We could, we, we could figure something else out. It's crazy how everything changes and turns. I think the problem is, bro, and, and you know this, that 
a lot of a lot of people don't understand, especially stand-up comedy, what stand-up comedy really is anymore. Because here's what I've discovered, bro. I've discovered a lot of young people coming to see me perform, saying to me, man, I've never laughed that hard in my life. That's crazy. I did not expect it to be. They're so blown away because they're used to looking at their phones, scrolling through a video, saying, oh, that's funny, typing in LOL without actually laughing. Right. You know? Yeah. And, but they, but they're, you know, I've seen, I've seen a bunch of people stare at a video, not laugh, and then tell you how funny the video is. Right. When I was like, I saw you watching it, bro. You weren't laughing that hard when you watched the video. So when those people come to see actual stand-up, they're blown away at the laughs per minute, at the jokes, at the punchlines, at the fact that there's a place to laugh. That it's not just some guy on a video randomly talking and, you know, and you kind of laugh at the concept of it. Oh, when you break up with a woman, she'd be like, you know what I mean? But there's no real, you know, structure. And they come and see us and they, we go, yeah, let me tell you why. And then we throw a punchline in there. Yeah, don't give women secrets. Why is it that women always tell you or ask you the most vulnerable questions after an orgasm? You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, my God, there's places for us to laugh. I didn't know that this was like – I think that because – especially within the last 15 years, because of the advent of, of phones and people just going on to them and YouTubing everything and, and, and seeing stand-up, so much stand-up. I mean, think about, you know, when I first started doing stand-up, if you wanted to see stand-up, you had to wait – for some show, you had to wait for the late night host. You had to hope that that late night host had a comedian on. You know what I mean? And now, dude, you just you said you you just said Kevin Hart, dude. You know, twenty twenty years ago, you had to actually buy one of Kevin's whatever. Now you could just go online, YouTube it. You know, it it it's all there for the taking, and it's free. It doesn't cost anything. So. It, it's kind of different era. So we're doing a lot of things. We're telling people, yeah, you got to pay to see comedians because what we do is different than what you see on your screen. And yeah, what we do is different. You actually have places to laugh and blah, blah, blah. And so I think we're kind of reconditioning people to learn how to deal with stand-up comedians today. Carlos Mencia, Irvine Improv, six shows beginning Thursday night, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one show on Sunday. Carlos, I was blown away because I've seen you in New York. I've seen you in California. I've seen you in Vegas. But Miami, what you did at the improv in Miami, and it's so funny that you're going to be at another improv on the East Coast. Uh, well, no, actually on the West Coast. What you did in Miami, how you brought together everyone. I mean, you brought together the Cuban population, the Dominican population, the white pop. I mean, really, the black population. You brought together everyone, and that's what we need. I mean, you talk about uniting, and I hate to oversell it, but when you make fun of everyone together and everyone laughs at each other, that's a beautiful thing. And, I mean, that brings people closer. It makes us understand each other, and it makes us accept, you know, hey, everybody's messed up, man. You're messed up. I'm messed up. That, to me, is what comedy is. That's what it's always been, though. You know what I mean? The, the beauty of the Courtchester, and I think that the importance of the Courtchester, wasn't only that he made fun of the subjects, but he was also, you know, able to make fun of the king. And at our best, at our best, that's what we do. You know what I mean? At our best, we point out 
bro, on the one hand, you're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And then on the other hand, the person's an idiot as well. And and we can we can get to all of that. But you know what's funny is I think that you're right, especially with the fact that, you know, when people come out, you know, they, they, they it's not like people say, okay, we're going to have this percentage of blacks and this percentage of whites and this percentage of Latinos and the Latinos are going to break up into this many Mexicans. This, it just doesn't work that way. What I love and, and what you've seen, you know, with varying degrees, but always, is you will never, ever come and see my show and there's one group of people. It's just not the way I roll. And it doesn't matter where you go. No, it's you like can, a you might, you know, Really, it, it is. You have someone from everywhere at your yeah. shows. Yeah, and you know what's funny? You go, like, the only thing that differs is this. So if you see me in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, yeah, it's going to be a little a, a little wider than, uh, let me see, let's say Brea, where it's going to be different if, uh, you know, that's in, uh, that's in Ontario, California, or in Oxnard, California. You know, those things vary. But the beauty is there's never – I rarely, if ever – I can't remember the last show where I could say, okay, black people, let me ask you a question, or Latinos, let me ask you a question, or is there any Native American in here? Two, oh, well, cute, you know. There's always somebody there to represent whatever it is that I want to talk about. And what I love about that is – and I could say, how many single people? How many married people? Like – there, there isn't one thing that I can ask my audience on a nightly basis where they all simultaneously are like, yeah, we belong to that. The only time is if I say, are you ready to laugh? Are you here to have fun? Then everybody claps. But outside of that, you know, and I love that. I love that they're there. I love that they're there. If they call me on my BS if not. But I love that they're there. And I don't like saying laugh. The black people are laughing. I think that's a little, <laughs> yeah, it's been tried been too many times. But I love the fact that they're there and I don't have to point it out, that we are all laughing at each other. I think here's what I find interesting. Like when Trump supporters get upset if I do a Trump joke and, and, and the, what happened the other day, I looked at him and I went, how can you be so sensitive about a guy that's so insensitive? I, I don't understand that. And I'm not even talking about politics. I don't care how you voted. So I'm like you. We're going to be fine. It doesn't matter. You know, he won four years, maybe another four, whatever. I'm just here to make fun of it. But I don't understand. I don't understand how you can be so, oh, my God, I can't believe you're making fun of him. It's like, dude, he makes fun of everybody. What are you oh, talking about? That's, that's the like, point. That's the one guy right. that, that does that on a level that we've never seen before, and yet people are so, so sensitive about it. That I don't understand. People but, need to rewatch. They need to rewatch though the roast of Donald Trump. I mean, there was some great stuff in there. I, I don't know if you saw it, but but to me, it just when someone can laugh at themselves, and yeah, you can tell he got a little upset, but it's great. And to me, I look at him like, hey, we have Archie Bunker as president. It's a seventy-year-old guy from New York. You got to look it through that lens. If you look through it that through that lens it's kind of funny when you hear all the stuff he says because he goats people Carlos. yeah yeah it's it's hysterical that he goats people in and that they respond that's pretty <laughs> funny but because they take it seriously and they shouldn't it's like come on let it go what are you seriously but that's look that that's the hard part right now of being a comedian is that um we haven't been helped as a country by a terrorist attack. And I know that that doesn't sound normal to everybody, but I truly believe 
that the reason we haven't had, you know, Muslim terrorist attacks on a large scale is because that that would be the one thing to unite all of us yep. in this country. Yep. That's sad, by the way. It is. Very I'm not sad. proud that I'm we're saying this. You could say it even another way. Why would they do anything when we're – look at us. We're destroying ourselves. You look at the school shootings. You look at the mass shootings. Why do they need to get involved? Yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of terrorists right now going, hey, perfect. Huh? We are not dying. They are fighting right. themselves. This is beautiful, man. You see, I told you. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. And we're over here fighting, fighting ourselves. And Yeah, but, you know, here's the thing, bro. At the at the at the at the end of the day, it seems to me like, you know, when America's down and out on September twelfth, two thousand and one, we're all Americans, you know what I mean? But when the economy is good and things are pretty good, like during Clinton and now, we impeach them. So to me, it just seems like Americans want to complain, which is totally fine, but we don't have a perspective on what to complain about. Exactly. And and that's where the problem lies: is that we think, you know what I mean? That our our first world problems are real problems, and and we we don't we don't we don't have those man. Our our problems are completely different. You know, you go to a place like Naples, where you know a hurricane hits, and you know literally six months later you can't even tell. Right. You know, where whereas I'm telling you, all these other places getting hit, they, they'll 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 recover in decades maybe. America's amazing, dude. But everybody wants to complain. It's broken. It's sad. It's, let me tell you what's wrong with it. It's like, come on, shut your pie hole. Like, here's the thing. And, and I say this on stage, but I mean it. I'll know America's broken when Puerto Ricans choose to live in Puerto Rico. <laughs> right? That'll be, my, that'll be my sign. That'll be Our, my, okay, you know. Wh- when I invite my family from Mexico or Honduras to come to America and they say no, that's when I'll realize, damn, my house must not be nice that they don't want to come over. You know what I mean? Other than that, let's relax. Let's chill. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy it. But but like I said, like, dude, it, it's, it's, it's interestingly tough because there are a lot of people, like you're saying, bro, that are taking this uh, time in, in place in history way too seriously. Yeah, no, it's, it's a flip. It's a right. That's why I love being on stage, but more importantly, dude, I love being in Vegas for that reason. Because the one place in the world, well, in America at least, where those attitudes don't exist is in Las Vegas. Uh, that's, uh, I'd say there are a couple other places. I think New York, it, it, depending on what part of New York, it's still there. But nah, but they're still, we're still affected by it, whereas to... In Vegas, when you go to the win- – I mean, maybe at home, but I'm telling you on the Strip, people aren't talking about that stuff. No, no. People are talking about where to go, where to hang out, yeah, what's the show yeah. to see. Like, everything is about living. Where are we going to go tonight? Are we going to get bottle service? Are the girls coming? What's going on with that? <laughs> no, you know Carlos, what I mean? If, you're, you're, if, Trump, if Trump comes up, it's going to be like, are we going to have as many as Trump would have? But it, it's nothing political, dude. There's nothing about that. It's like it's like let's live. We're here for the weekend. Who cares? You know what I mean? It's it's that beautiful, wonderful place where you know the the assistant to the CPA becomes a hoe. I mean, that's just it's incredible, dude. It's, it is, it's an incredible place like that because you don't think about it. Let's go party time, whatever. You know what I mean? You know, that Vegas, Vegas be, but but 
but Carlos, this weekend, forget about Vegas, Irvine Improv. Irvine, California is the place to be. Forget about Vegas. People can always go to Vegas. They need to go to Irvine this weekend to see you. Six shows. I mean, yeah, you can well, forget about your I was going to connect Vegas. the dots and say, oh, go, go, ahead. Go, ahead. go to Vegas, come to Irvine, <laughs> and I'll give you the same thing. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, yeah, not only much less money. Uh, and, but it, and it, it's going to be like tight and compressed. So I'll be on stage for about an hour and a half to maybe two hours. And, and then, and then you could go back to your reality for the, for that hour and a half to two hours. We're in a beautiful place, bro. Make fun of everything, everybody, ourselves, no holds barred, brother. No hold. It's, and like I said, dude, it's so hard for me right now. And yet so amazing because I have so much stuff that I want to talk about that there's never a place in my act where it's predictable for me like every every time i go on stage i'm like what kind of people are here are they edgy are they not edgy are they boisterous not push and then we go from there and it's just it is a rewarding 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 time right now to, to be funny because people right now really are appreciating especially my kind of humor which is you know about real stuff and real people you know instead of going to a fake place to a Hey, let's live in this fake world. I, I, let's go to the real world, but I'll make you laugh at it. And it's kind of like I'm giving people ammunition to have fun with their life, with what they see later in the real world and laugh at it as opposed to be so serious about it. And that, that, that dude is, that, that has never been more rewarding than it is right now. Well, speaking of stuff that's rewarding in the real world, you know, you, I know, collect cars. And I know Fluffy, I was watching on TV. I was blown away, Carlos. I had no idea he had such a deep collection of VW buses and, and bugs. What, what's the one thing you collect that you hold dear that you, could, that you would show off? Uh, right now, even though I'm, I'm going to start getting rid of them pretty soon, I have 13 don't say um, your bikes don't say motorcycles yeah my motorcycles oh man you gotta get rid of those i thought you were supposed to get rid of those already don't, I, I, come on we need you around a long time alonzo no 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 i did i haven't i haven't ridden one in a really long time i just okay, don't have good. the time anymore so that's why i'm getting rid of them um but you know dude they're works of art they were made for me so it's not like like whoever I sell them to, you know, they're going to have to explain why there's CM logos all over the bike, bro. You know what I mean? Unless it's, unless it's some guy whose initials are CM, you know what I mean? Um, The first one that comes to mind is Charles Manson. And I don't think you want to sell any, well, he's long. Yeah. I don't think I want to sell my bike to Charles Manson, especially the ones with the skulls on them, bro. I think they're going to take on a whole different meaning. once. (laughs) <laughs> mansions well, on them the you know but chris matthews can totally totally <laughs> buy one of my bikes oh yeah he doesn't <laughs> seem like a motorcycle guy i don't know i'm sure there's a bunch of cms out there um but yeah dude i i uh i, I definitely that's the one thing you know what i what i've realized bro that um i want to keep little things because all i want is to to remember the memory and so I have all these big things that I've kept and they're cool, but you know, they take, they take up space and they're really, they're really more there for, for my happiness. But like, uh, as an example, um, last time I was in Hawaii, I got this little piece of wood that cost me five bucks. It's a whale tail. 
and it was, you know, from, from some local who carved it out of wood. And, you know, I bought it because I wanted to give them money. And now every time I see that little whale tail, I remember that trip. I remember, you know, me and my son who was 10 at the time. Yeah. Go, going in the water and, and snorkeling together and seeing manta rays at night. And you know what I mean? I, and that, and, and all that came from this little tiny piece of wood that somebody carved that wasn't really worth anything monetarily. That's the stuff that I want to keep now. The little things that remind me of friendships, of moments, of love, of happiness. You know what I mean? Even sometimes a failure, but that, that, those are moments that you got to keep to, got to keep, you know, as well. So that's it. So big stuff getting rid of, I, I don't think I'll ever get rid of the 1967 Carmen Ghia. But that's because I was born in 1967, so the car is just as old as I am. And VWs are good to have around anyway. They always work, <laughs> no matter what. Now, what about... Well, yeah, because those engines are simple, bro. They're air-cooled engine. It's basically, it, it's basically a motorcycle with four tires. It's so easy. The only problem is that, you know, I live in a very hot place, so... I, you know, there are times when I can't drive it or I choose not to drive it because I just don't want it to overheat. Now, what about the career stuff? Is there anything that anyone's given you or a memento you kept from a show that was special? Maybe the Three Amigos tour that you did with Pablo? I mean, is there, what's the one memento that you keep from, from the career that means the most to you? So I had one motorcycle made for the the Punisher tour. It was the big it was the first big tour I ever did in my life. And it has the faces of all the comedians as skulls by the way. So it's not their actual faces, but if I showed them to you, you would be able to tell who they are. So it has um it has it has uh let me see Joe Coy, Cristela Alonso, Brad Williams and if you look around at the skulls, you'll go, hey, man, that looks like, yeah, it's so-and-so. And it says a Punisher tour on it. And that's that's probably my most prized possession when it comes to that kind of stuff career-wise. Because it just reminds me of, like, the first time that I really blew up, that I, you know, sold out a big theater or an arena. And it, it's it's something that doesn't only remind me of what was but it inspires me on all the things yet to come. And so it's not, it's not a period. It's a bridge as much as it is anything else to something else. So that to me is probably the one thing that I got. And I got it for myself. And interestingly enough, uh, I, I told the guys like this, you'll be immortalized on this motorcycle. It'll never change. It'll never be painted over. You know, this is what it is. Unless, I sold it, which is, I would never sell that one. So that, that's the only one I'll keep of the 13. That's very cool. You're going to have to text me a picture of that because I'm no expert, but I think I could recognize Brad's skull. Uh, dude, you're, you're, bro. Uh, it is exactly what you think it is, bro. It is, <laughs> you look through all the skulls and there one, there's one that looks three times larger than everybody else's head. <laughs> I swear to God, that's not a joke, bro. It's got this giant skull where, where it's just, and here's the thing, man, the, the artist who painted it, he's not a comedian. So to him, 
it was proportional. So, <laughs> so at first when I laughed, when I first got the bike, I went, dude, that's funny. And he went, I'm sorry. <laughs> funny how? And I go, no, you made Brad's head really bigger, you know, like really big. And he went, what do you mean? And I, I was like, oh, no, I love the fact that you, because then I got that he was getting offended. And I go, no, I, I love the fact that, like, it's 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 to, to proportion based on how, how ours are and his are. And he said, oh, oh. And then he goes, I thought you meant I made it too big. <laughs> that's, that's what I was trying to say, but I don't want to hurt your feelings, dude. But here's the best part. Here's the best part. Yeah. And I wish this was a long time ago, and I don't think I recorded it, but I'll go through some of my archives because everything I videotape, I archive at some point. I do remember being a little tentative when I first got the bike and I showed it to uh to Brad. I was very, very, very concerned that he was gonna be offended. Oh, not at all. He is the he's the best. I love that guy. Oh dude, not only was he not offended, bro, but when he saw it, he, he could not stop laughing. <laughs> and I go Dude, are you okay? And he goes, he goes. I swear to God, bro, I don't know what you think. He goes, but to me, he goes, that's pretty lifelike. God bless you. God bless you, you little man with a huge head. God bless you. <laughs> Irvine. But then again, I can't, I can't feel bad for the guy because no. back in the day before he was married, dude, I. I would get that guy. I don't know if you know the story, bro, but if no, you ever if you ever ask him the story about when we did a show in Jacksonville, Florida, we're backstage, a woman says to me, uh, Carlos, you you helped me out through some hard times. You've you don't even understand what you what you've helped me through and I owe you a debt of gratitude. I'll do anything for you. And I said, Well, why don't you uh why don't you take care of Brad? And she goes, I would love to. Only one thing. And I laughed and I was like, yeah, in my head, I was like, I'm only, I was only kidding, but what's this one thing? And she goes, I'll take care of Brad, but you have to watch. And I said, excuse me? And she, you gotta watch. And so I, I started laughing and Brad with those little hands was like, dude, you gotta watch, bro. You gotta watch. <laughs> This, this chick is too hot. You 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 started this, bro. You started this. You gotta finish it. So tell him to tell you the story of how I watched uh, this girl um, uh, take care of Brad. Yeah, it was uh, it was creepy, bro. It was very creepy um, to watch a little person who's a dwarf enjoy himself to the point where his head leans back and he puts those those little arms behind his head and locks his knuckles in ecstasy. I, I wish I could take that moment back, bro. That's one I want back. I, I don't I don't want to know what that looks like, dude. And yet I do. <laughs> For all the uncensored details, you must go to the Irvine Improv. Thursday through Sunday, six shows, CarlosMencia.com. Every social media thing at Carlos Mencia, you can find them. It's very easy. And by the way, Carlos, those rims, horrible, horrible rims. The paint job you itself. You think so? Oh, the paint job itself, not bad. I, I'm not quite fond of that color orange, 
but yeah, uh, but the paint job was awesome, bro. Well because done. the yeah, paint no, job on that done. car was exquisite. Because from every angle I looked at it, it looked slightly different. It looked oh, like a burnt orange from one side, like a bright orange from the other. Right. But in real life, those rims, dude, were so giant. Like, uh, bro, I grew up in the hood, bro, all right? I had a lower pickup truck with the big fat rims and the tires that exceeded the side of the body of the truck, Yep. you know, with high, with hydraulic airbags. I mean, dude, I get it. I had a motorcycle that had spinners. The rims were spinners. Trust me, bro. I've been known to be slightly ghetto in my lifetime. I have 19 I am on not a Jetta. Past- I mean, come on. <laughs> so I understand. Yeah, that's what it was, dude. I that's why I took a picture of it. I didn't want to. I was like, I felt bad taking a picture of the guy because I know that everybody there knows who that person is. Right. I just went. I gotta. This is this. I don't know. You know what I mean? You gotta take a picture of a car like that, though. That's a work of art. Uh, it's not my piece of art, but it's somebody's. Uh, bro, and here's the funny thing. If you look through all the comments, bro, I think there was only one person that actually thought it looked okay. Did it have white interior by chance? Because then it kind of has that creamsicle thing going. I'd like that. Yeah, that would have been cool, but no. I, You know, <laughs> I here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to hang out with the guy, uh, but, but he wasn't going to pick up the car. I wanted to hang out with the guy and go places with him at night. Because what I wanted to see was what kind of chicks respond to this kind of car. Not that, any that's where my head yeah. was. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what kind of? Because I'm. Wouldn't it be funny if you and I are like, that's a stupid car. Why would you have that? You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, some six foot two model is like, oh my god, this car of yours, it's beautiful. I love it. I'm like, what? This is a hot hole magnet. Oh, nobody would have thought. That, that's where I would have been. How about but I'm Justin, not sure. Justin Bieber's pink Lamborghini. I never thought I'd like a pink Lamborghini, but I do. Well, here's the thing. I think what women are attracted to is his pink vagina. That's what I think they're attracted to. <laughs> because that... Carlos, Carlos thank what? you so much for the time. I that's my closer, people. <laughs> Irvine Improv. Again, Carlos, thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon. Love you, brother. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.